0: is working on a talent show feature that will let users record themselves singing and then upload their video for comments. Facebook even has a catchy name for it. YouTube.
1: That's, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's what it sounds like. Also, you post yourself singing on the internet, boy, have a thick skin. It ain't ain't gonna be like when you sing in front of your, your parents and your grandma and your aunts and they all say, oh, it's wonderful. That's not what it's gonna be like on social media. All right, be prepared. Uh,
2: speaking of Facebook... Have people been abusing my singing on the Internet? Because we posted me singing with the Decemberists. I used to sing with the Decemberists. I was their singer for a while. Just
1: like you spoke at uh, Stanford. That's right. Yeah. yeah,
2: yeah. I taught at Stanford.
1: <laughs> As a speaker there, yeah, so um, For a while. Yeah. Um, a day. So, <laughs> uh, Facebook in the news today, and there actually is going to be uh, social media testifying in, uh, in D.C. today. Uh, about how they're trying to manipulate Facebook for the election. Marshall will have that in the news coming up. Follow up to something I mentioned last hour, where I said we're like whiskey flavored ice cream. Does anybody want this? And mm. Somebody texted a picture of them eating whiskey flavored ice cream. That
2: actually sounds quite good to me.
1: At Tillamook Factory in Oregon.
2: Oh, and uh, may I please? Yeah. How about salmon ice cream? We don't have time for that. This is uh, this uh, this uh, this is a big fat many page article in the Washington Post. Has the estimated 24 to 30 minutes to read it. I read it in 15 because I'm better than you. But I will tell you this. <laughs> wow. I will tell you this. No, I'm kidding. I'm just being silly. It was. It's an article profiling white workers at a chicken plant in Pennsylvania who are now outnumbered 50 to 1 by Spanish speakers. And their sense of isolation and alienation and the difficulties of it. And for, it's, um. You're not
1: supposed to recognize that.
2: It's surprisingly nuanced for the mainstream media. Uh, it's, it's, it's good and it's very affecting. And we'll have a, we'll post it for you if you want to read the whole thing. But, it makes the mistakes of so many when they're discussing the changing d- demographics of the United States. And this may be our, our, our last show, because this will be politically incorrect. I'll just read you a little bit, then I'll tell you where the giant flaw is in all of this all of the time. In a country where whites will lose majority status in about a quarter century, and where research suggests that demogra- demographic anxiety is contributing to many of the social fissures polarizing the United States, from immigration policy to welfare reform to the election of Donald Trump. The story of the coming decades will be, to some degree, the story of how white people adapt to a changing country. It will be the story of how people like the people in the article, both of whom are beginning their careers on the bottom rung of an industry remade by Latinos, whose population growth is fueling that of America, were now, in unusually intense circumstances, coming to understand what it means to be unnumbered. They didn't know the heavy burden of discrimination familiar to members of historically oppressed minority groups, including biased policing and unequal access to jobs and housing. But some of the everyday experiences that have long challenged millions of blacks, Latino, and immigrant Americans, the struggle to understand and to be understood, feeling unseen, fear of rapid judgments, were beginning to challenge them, too. All of which is true. And again, it's quite a well-written article. But here's the flaw in it and the flaw in so much progressive thinking on this stuff. And it relates back to the insidious and idiotic victim-oppressor way of looking at everything in the world where there's always a good guy and that's always the person who has less power. They're always noble and a good person. And then the bad guy, which is always the person or the group with more power. They see everything in that way. It fuels a lot of college education these days. And what it blinds you to is is uh, an obvious reality, like in that second little paragraph I read that mentioned um, struggle to understand, be understood, feeling unseen, fear of rapid judgments, uh, biased policing, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Those things are decried as injustice by people on the left. Because because they are. They're rough. They're tough to live with. They're decried as injustice. Until it happens to a group of people who have traditionally had more power then its justice. And that's the problem with your way of thinking. Vengeance looks like justice to you in a lot of ways. I expect brown people to hate that list of stuff and to think, I want a life in a world where this ain't happening. But then when it happens to the, the, the poorest of white people, I mean, you could call them white trash if you want. You, you read Hillbilly Elegy. These, these people got nothing, man. They're poor. And then when it happens to them, though, you're kind of happy about it. And you believe they ought to shut up and take it.
1: Finally, you're getting yours, which has got nothing to do to a 25 year old guy who's working in this factory. It's right. Who's an no abusive power.
2: dad left 15 years ago, and his mom's pilled up, and the rest of it. And
1: he has no no power.
2: Right. Yeah, exactly. And that's the problem with your thinking. And listen, I also come at this and, and uh, again, uh, I play a pompous idiot on the radio, but I'm not really. I come at this. My entire youth, my college education was spent in studying comparative politics, political systems, and, 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 uh, cultures around the world. That's what I have my degree in. And I can't, there are so many stories of, Massive migration or political change or like forced migration, whether in, in, uh, Mao's China or, or the Soviet Union, where, where, uh, where towns or regions or even whole countries underwent these massive, um, demographic changes. And it is always, always extremely difficult and disruptive and sickening and damaging to those regions. Sometimes it comes out okay, but The idea that something that is universally extremely disruptive ought to be something that like poor white people in Pennsylvania ought to shut up and take. How can you rationalize that? Everywhere around the world this happens. It's extremely difficult, sickening, and results in violence and unhappiness and the rest of it. Except in the U.S. because white people traditionally have had more power than other people. So then when it happens to them, they ought to shut up and take it because they had it coming. That's just dishonest. That's being a sports fan who says the the calls that go against the Dodgers are always wrong. And the calls that go for the Dodgers are always right. You're coming off like those people. Look, How about I'm, I'm a no white supremacist, but I you got to be
1: fair. How about if it's happening to you for no good reason? It's not a policy that everybody voted on or the majority approved or anything like that. It's not 80% of people want to control the borders. Actually, it's like 90% of people want to control the borders. Um, So it's not even happening uh, under a a political philosophy that even 50% of people agree with. Right. Or has even been announced. Also, I I don't agree with the first part of what was written there. Because I would like to know, if you ran an experiment where um, uh, the factory floor is becoming more brown, but everybody speaks English as a U.S. citizen, how much angst and anger and and upset would you have? I don't think very much at all. No. I think it's the fact that I don't speak Spanish, and now everybody speaks Spanish. They're not even citizens. My kid can't go to school. I can't go to the hospital. That's why people are
2: mad. It's not because the color of people's skin is changing. That is a lie. I would agree. I would agree. Uh, in most cases, there are certainly racists in the no, world. but that's but I think, not. That's right.
1: not. Doesn't even
2: come close to that's what, not the, the majority. Not, the, yeah, the the yeah. angst that's going on in this country. You know, your your comment about the fact that um, this isn't something that's been voted on or discussed or even like announced as an executive order that people decry as dictatorship. It's not even discussed. Listen. In order to support our social welfare programs and to provide affordable labor for industry, we're going to import millions and millions of people from other countries who speak other languages, and you're going to deal with it. Becoming the minority skin color is not a problem for me or anybody I know. Oh, no. Becoming the minority (laughs) language is a huge problem. Yeah. A huge problem. That is so transparently, indisputably true, and is not a part of the conversation, what you just said. So anyway, I I think that you did a great job of bringing up the government thing, because one of the last uh, couple of sentences in this article, which again, I I, I respect, because they're trying, um, says, uh, it talks about this guy who works there, and he says, um, if, if people are fleeing a murderous regime the refugee folks, then, yes, the country should help. But anyone crossing the border seeking jobs, even government assistance, that didn't seem fair. What about the people already here? What about the homeless? What about him? He was the one, after all, whose career has been shaped by Washington policymakers who he believed didn't know what it was like to be an outsider in your own community, a feeling that had become as ordinary to him as the wrench in his back pocket. Um. The idea that there are undiscussed and and undisclosed policies happening in D.C. that are upending people's lives across the country, that is one of the reasons Donald Trump got elected, with all his flaws and his belligerence and the stupid stuff he says. And And if you don't understand that, Democrats, you're going to lose another set of elections. And I like Tucker
1: Carlson's argument he always makes. There are lots of towns, cities, and states that have transformed over a generation. A lot. The people in power, their neighborhoods haven't changed since the 50s. Their, their neighborhoods are exactly the same. True debt. Hey, so this Ezra Klein Bernie Sanders conversation you, you texted us, yeah. Sean, is this oh, recent? Yeah. I. Uh, f- from my understanding, yeah, I haven't tracked down the, the original. I think this would fit good here just well, on the whole... Uh, I would agree. Uh, the, the, the Nobody's voting for this. Uh, so it brought up the idea of, you know, open borders. Some people in your party want open borders. Ezra Klein's interviewing Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders says open Ezra borders... Ezra Klein
2: is the guy who started Vox. He's yes. A, he's a
1: liberal journalist. Bernie Sanders says open borders? No, that's a Koch brothers proposal. Ezra Klein said, really? Bernie Sanders. Of course, that's a right-wing proposal, which says essentially there is no United States. But it would make make excuse me it would make a lot of global poor richer wouldn't it bernie says it would make everybody in america poorer you're doing away with the concept of a nation state and i don't think there's any country in the world that believes in that if you believe in a nation state or in a country called the united states you can't have open borders
2: yeah and ezra klein is shocked by that uh, listen I, I which is th- so clearly true and that's what trump's saying also i say this all the time Labels are for soup cans. They are useless. The idea that conservatism is summarized by what the what the Koch brothers. Promote is just silly. The idea that Donald Trump is or is a conservative is grossly oversimplified. Bernie there with a no. We've got to have borders. We've got to control our immigration. And so what is he? Is he a liberal or a conservative? The but, labels are
1: useless. That was from 2015. For what that matters. No, oh, but he's but, always been saying. But that. what Bernie is saying is obviously true. No, you let all these people in. All this does is make Americans poorer. Right. And poor Americans even poorer than they were before. That's not racism. No, and that's not racism. That's just doing what every country on earth does.
2: It's funny. This article quotes various academics who say, "Oh yes, this is it, it causes people to swing uh, far right uh, politically and uh, adopt uh, racial attitudes that uh, are blah 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 blah." Uh, you know what? Academics talking about society is—I don't know. It's like fish talking about birds. They just—they don't know what birds do or are like they've never been a bird so I'm not really interested in their point of view (laughs) any reactions thoughts agreement disagreement text us 415 295 KFTC 415 295 KFTC or you can email us mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com it's okay to like your culture the way it is
1: right every culture is that way they like it the way it is and want to keep it that way That's why people are hanging on to their language when they show up to your town or region or whatever. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.
0: Armstrong and Getty. The
2: conscience of the nation.
0: The Armstrong and Getty Show.
1: Is a uh, lefty texting? It's it's uh, that it blows my mind that people believe it's a lefty policy to have open borders. It's
2: it, it, yeah, well, <laughs> it, it is to some extent, but that gets back to the uselessness of labels. There are plenty of lefties who advocate mainstream that, but... Democrats. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah,
1: uh, yeah. That's, yeah, the open borders is not a thing for mainstream Democrats either, any more than it is for mainstream Republicans. It is for the Wall Street Journal crowd and for the if we get a whole bunch of people and can figure out a way to get them to vote. Sure. Cynical, register. Proud. Right. Yeah. We're register, illegal, We're being so sold out as a country by by the elites of both parties on this issue. It's just it's really unbelievable. Probably the, the, the best example in our nation's history of uh, the government not being responsive to what people want. Because this is mm-hmm. not Newt Gingrich was on Fox the other day talking about this. And it. I've, I've been saying it for years. This is not a controversial issue. It's overwhelming. That people want to skeer borders and and not have illegal immigration.
2: Mm-hmm. Not even a close call. It's not a controversial thing at all. In fact, you'll find uh, unbelievable levels of support for real immigration reform and sure. and border security among lawfully here Hispanic people of various stripes. Merit based, yeah. is what people want. That
1: no no chain migration, where if you just once you get in, you get to bring in whoever. All that stuff overwhelmingly
2: popular. It's not even close. You know what uh, annoys me though in that Wapo article is as decent as it was. They mentioned that uh, Im- immigrants are supplying the demographic growth in the country, but they don't mention why that's so incredibly important for the umpteenth time. The only way Social Security and the other welfare state that the, um, Uh, What do you call it? It doesn't matter. You know, the social safety net, all of that stuff depends on population growth, particularly young people, young workers. And if Americans aren't reproducing, we got to get young people having babies from somewhere. That's why we're doing all this. And the subtext of that is because every time we talk about reforming Social Security or Medicare, y'all freak out. So we've stopped trying. So we're going to import fertile brown people. And that is the policy of our nation. I just wish people would admit it. Except
1: that's not going to work. Did you see
2: old Putin tried to raise the retirement age in Russia? And people are going nuts. So apparently uh, Social Security is the third rail of Russian politics, too.
1: I I never got to a a great demographic article that I read over the weekend, maybe later. Um, People are assimilating in terms of birth rate very quickly, uh, showing that uh, people are coming from uh, Hispanic oh, cultures yeah. where they have lots of kids very quickly stop having kids. Mm-hmm. So that, that doesn't that doesn't last very long. Just like they found that the whole uh, people that come here from uh, uh, India or countries where they're really into the education, one generation, next generation just like the Americans. You don't yeah. care about school that much. You're wow. kind of just hanging out and getting high and playing video <laughs> games. I'm looking at you, Sean. Wears off quickly. Why, Why don't do- you leave
2: those poor Indian kids alone and let them study?
1: They're really good at the game. <laughs> Um. Anyway, I don't want to make people angry. Who, you know, who wants to make people angry? It, I I I get really tired of hearing this, and I hear it all the time. White people are threatened that they're losing their power. I never think about that. I don't care if every single person in uh in power around me is brown, black, whatever. No, as long as it, they're wise and benevolent and agree with me on politics. That's who I want in power. People who believe in uh, capitalism, personal freedom, what color you are. Why would I care?
2: Please. I could list all of my heroes of color, but of course I'm not a racist, but, um, uh, right. Yeah. That's, it's such a canard. It's like, and, and this has jumped the shark calling people racists for this, that, and the other. Oh, which reminds me, I have the funniest social justice warriors eating themselves a story you can believe. A uh, publication apologizing for something they published, and the guy who wrote it apologizing for writing it and the rest of it. And it's a big nothing burger. It's absolutely hilarious how far up their own hineys these people can stick their heads.
0: Hey,
1: I'm wearing a new shirt that I just got out of the bag that I ordered this morning from very J Crew. Nice. And very it's got nice. this thing it was jabbing me in my side in my love oh, handles. Yeah, it yeah. says remove before wearing Yes. Yes. Ah, if
2: you don't remove this, be- you'll be jabbed in your love handles. If
1: you don't remove it, what happens to you? Do you get cancer? you get or?
2: jabbed? What is it? It's it's a super stiff tag that I can't even remember. What's it for? Security tag. Yeah, shoplifting. Okay. Is it? I think so. What does it say on it?
1: Other than remove before wearing. I kind of shoplift. What I do is I create a diversion. (laughs) Yes. It's not exactly shoplifting because you don't have to stuff it like down your pants or anything like that. You set the back
3: of the store on fire.
1: Yeah, well, I have a couple of guys. I hire a couple of guys out front to fight. They go over in the corner and they fight near the dressing room and then I run out the front with a bunch of shirts. That's how I got this one.
2: I like to go into the dressing room and put five shirts on, one on top of the other and just run out. Just keep it under $900 and it's not illegal. (laughs) Walk out with your arms sticking
1: straight out because you got so many shirts on. Exactly. Exactly. Like you're you as a little kid in the wintertime.
2: <laughs> exactly, going out to play in the snow.
1: <laughs> What's coming up in your news, Marshall
0: Phillips? Oh, so- Go ahead. Social media is getting ready to lay out Russian meddling to Senate investigators today. And we've got an Oregon congressional candidate Twitter attack on the First Lady really setting off a firestorm. Well, he called her a whore.
2: You can't yes. do that. She, That's not geez. cool. Are harsh times. I'd say. And yes, we are posting the WAPO article I was quoting at length. At armstrongandgetty.com, we'll get that content to you. Do you have a big TV? Is it important? Do you have the biggest TV? The biggest TV is now
1: out. Yes. I'll let you know about that also. Coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. For the sort of person that needs to have the biggest TV. I have a 42 inch, so
2: pathetic. It's pretty sad. It's call that Practic- a TV? It's practically my phone. It's like a microscope. And I don't. Yeah, it's a phone. Please.
1: I, I usually watch my 13 inch that I have on the wall in the kitchen. So, but this one's a 146 inch 4K TV. Covers an entire wall. It's I called 146. Called the wall. It's 12 foot wide.
2: Yeah. So. <laughs> wow. Finally. There you go. Um, As as you've discovered, (laughs) big is too big pretty quickly, depending on the dimensions of the room. Yeah. You're sitting in the front row of a movie theater pretty quickly if you oversize it. That's just annoying.
1: Uh, So I ask the question, how much does climate change have to do with all these fires? I wish we could talk to somebody who uh, has an idea what they're talking about, but it's not coming at it from a partisan view joe said he is that person i am that person <laughs> <laughs> so I, i'd be happy to maybe we can nail that down because you know a lot of people are saying this is obviously climate change and we need to do something about it or it's got nothing to do with it it's just part of the cycles of nature
2: well the problem is uh, is are at them her hmm the problem is that there are multi-layered questions oh that's what joe's going to tell us about them all together i M- will separate multi-layered them. oh please
1: it's uh, horrific,
2: whatever it is. You're going to have to take notes, so grab a notebook, number two pencil, or number three, I'm no racist, <laughs> and uh, get ready.
0: News Now with Marsha Phillips. Well, the social media experts are going to be briefing the Senate Intelligence Committee today on the latest foreign influence operations aimed at the midterm elections. The open hearing is going to be focusing on how foreign intel agencies are using the social media to try and influence campaigns. Now... The hearing is coming a day after Facebook told Congress it found what it called sophisticated efforts to manipulate U.S. politics and had taken down 32 fake accounts on Facebook and Instagram related to its findings. Facebook didn't directly link the manipulation effort to Russia or to the upcoming midterms, but the activity, they say, was similar to what Russian actors did during the 2016 presidential campaign. And, and I would like to point out, as I'm done many times, that the
2: the focus on the elections and the electoral system is good, and we should focus on it, but right. don't forget their primary mission is to make us hate each other. That's Russia's real mission, Putin's, is to tear us apart as a people and tear us apart as a society. Right. But
1: I, d- I just don't know how we do this. I I, I think Facebook and Twitter and everything has just got to be the Wild West and everything goes. I, d- I don't see how you do because are you going to try to take down anything that is not accurate
2: as a news story oh, that makes please. the rounds
1: well, well, why and, and if you can't why even why even dip your toe into it
2: right I, I, well, I'm and probably every effort to do that has uh, resulted in people right. who are wildly biased. You know, truth being in the eye of the beholder, screwing up.
1: Almost every story I read in legit in legitimate news source sources, I can pick apart. Well, this is shaded. This is completely wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Let alone right. posts on Facebook, and whether they're Russians or your your Aunt Jenny. Uh, and I'm not. I don't know how much effect they have anyway. There are, there are no studies showing that those. Those, those Russian uh, accounts and all that sort of stuff really had much impact on voting. We don't know if that did much.
2: And I think the free market of ideas will adapt just fine. Yeah. People of good intelligence and conscience will realize where they should and should not get information. And, you know, those the, who... the power of, of the crap
3: will uh, be diminished. Yeah, those who grew up in the Internet age will be the best possible suited defense against false information on the Internet. There I, you go.
1: Except I think where we're going to end up is nobody believes anything. I don't know how we avoid that.
2: Well, uh, As a you just have to be more careful right. with
1: your sources. I, I'm with Sean on this. Uh, it was. Sure, m- a lot more work, man. You got to check. You got to yes. get like five versions of every story. Right. And it's still
3: easier to get the truth via the internet than it was during the Renaissance era in terms well, of I'm sure your access to information. <laughs> I'm, <and> sure information. <laughs> I'm sure that's <laughs> true. a box on you yeah. for saying that. So the fact <laughs> that it won't be spoon fed, <laughs> like, yeah, you, the
1: user's going to have to do a little nah, bit more digging. You know what my belief is? <laughs> Shut down
2: the internet. <laughs> so I, think more it's, harm than good. I think it's
1: done more harm than good. Exactly. Ah. Speaking
2: years and years ago, Marshall, that uh, yeah. I was decrying some sort of internet yeah. cruelty, and my son, who's a fairly sensitive human being and the artistic type, said, oh, Dad, hate is going to hate. And I thought, wow, wait a minute. He's already immune to that S. This is good. This is healthy. There you go. Super. It's the new generation. You know, if, the, if this if the Earth hurdles closer to the sun, people will get you know darker skin and, and and ways to fend it off. We will adapt as a species. I think that's happening. I don't need Mark Zuckerberg figuring out what my tender virginal eyes can see <laughs> and what they can't. Well, how about
1: a bunch of ancient politicians? Oh, please.
0: Senator Mark Warner, the top Democrat on the Senate Intel Committee, is saying that Facebook and Twitter aren't the only social media companies that need to step up. Echoing See, some I, of think
1: this I think they're just wrong. I think we've gotten way off track on this. I'm sorry, were you quoting Mark Warner? But yes, I was. He's an idiot, but go ahead.
0: Although, but he was warning about a company that Joe Getty has warned about several times in the past. One company that uh, hasn't received as much attention, but we ex- will be expecting them to testify as well, is Google. Finally. Um, they have obviously YouTube,
1: which has also been been manipulated, uh, and they're going to have to step up the quality of their game in terms of, of monitoring these activities. They are? If Why? You, if you eliminated all the Russians who have fake news sites, you'd still have hundreds of millions of U.S. citizens who have fake news sites. I'm just not sure you're doing any good. Right. Almost all the stuff you come in contact with every day is crap. Well, and hey, Are you going to try to eliminate all that?
2: And Mark Warner is not an idiot. He's a dangerous ideologue. I should have been a little more uh, precise in my criticisms. That sounded awfully close to encouraging the one thing we never, ever, 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 ever have in this country, up to the Pentagon Papers, is, um, what's, the, what's the name of the doctrine? It's preventing something from being published in the first place. Right, right, what's, right. How can I forget this? Because I don't sleep enough. But uh, the idea of... No, the government will decide if it can be published. The thing in this country is, you publish it, you can publish anything,
0: right? And And then then we'll go
2: after you. Right, if it's illegal, immoral, whatever, we'll go not immoral, but we'll go after you afterward. Accurate Um, is not a standard, though. No, absolutely not. And Mark Warner sounds like he's saying, "Yeah, YouTube, you uh, you better make sure you don't publish stuff we don't agree with, or we're going to come after you." No, it doesn't work that
0: way. Have a congressional candidate out of Oregon causing an uproar after comparing Melania Trump to a prostitute on Twitter. Did you know the first lady works by the hour? Tweeted Independent House candidate Mark Roberts using the hashtags think dirty and hobag. Roberts' Hobag. Hobag. Yeah.
1: You're running for office and you called the first lady a Hobag. bag.
3: Wow.
0: Whoa! Shut up! Rob,
1: she's not that. She's the greatest Red
3: Sparrow to ever put on a corset. And she is undefeated, and she has her own wing in the Red Sparrow Hall of Fame. Yeah. Wow. Well, there's that opinion.
0: Roberts is an Oregon Independent uh, running for Republican incumbent Greg Walden's U.S. congressional seat. And now the uh, political pundits are telling the Oregonian, well, that tweet's completely torpedoed his chances of unseating Walden. Yeah, a, I'd say it has. You a, can't say that
2: about a woman. It's yeah, terrible.
0: In a race that already is said to be a long shot. And uh, I've said fairly direct things about women who choose that path in life, but it's her choice.
2: Uh, by the way, the, the term I was looking for was prior restraint. Prior restraint. My yes. apologies.
0: There you go. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips in the Armstrong and Getty Show, The Conscience of the Nation.
2: So oh, the whole. Squawky treasures the First Amendment like I do. Is.
1: So the whole people jumping out of their cars to dance to the Drake song right? thing. Yes. So I just saw. what well, that guy got full on run over by a car. Uh, I just saw some poor high school girl who was in a hospital with breathing tubes and that sort of stuff because she got out of her car and got run. I just. I
2: don't know. What are you going to do? Stupid Whoa. should hurt. The great Armstrong and Getty slogan of years past. I don't know. You know, I don't want little high school no. girls injured, no. certainly, but, but this, I did stupid things, too. Sure, me too. And, and luckily, they had painful results.
1: Oh, yeah, I wanna, well, yeah, jumped my motorcycle over the train tracks and broke my uh, ankle. Yeah, that was a bad idea. Huh. Did what? it hurt? Yeah, it hurt a lot. Yeah. Still, actually... The great thing is, it still hurts. Oh still boy. hurts today. <laughs> wow. That's fantastic. And so
2: you are sadder, but wiser. I don't
1: know if I'm wiser, but well. I am sadder. Uh, Joe will explain climate change to us and how it's affecting the wildfires. Bit of a tall order. <laughs> Coming up on the Armstrong and Getty show
0: Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation.
1: Day yesterday. it turns out people still like buying expensive iPhones and uh, profits up, and they're closing in on becoming a the first trillion-dollar
2: company in yeah. world history, which is a very big company. I might be buying one soon. Mine just keeps doing weird stuff. An iPhone? Yeah. Experience would tell me it's, it's heading toward the big crack-up. When you get
1: a new iPhone after putting it off... You remember how great they are, yep. man! A brand new one out of the box, the way things just smoothly move around, and mm. everything happens so great. It what 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 ruins it?
2: The apps? Do they, they dropping clog it, up? it? Well, <laughs> 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 do the apps clog it all up, or is it? Uh... Yeah, that's part of it. Yeah, yeah, and the battery life thing. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what. I, I've thing.
1: I've quit plugging in mine in overnight as Apple uh, suggested. Yeah, I don't do that. I make sure I got like at least forty percent, then it can make it through the night. Because it's my alarm clock.
2: I've but, heard uh, charge it into the 90s, then uh, drain it into the teens, and just do that all the time. But mm. uh, we will get now 50 emails contradicting, agreeing with that, et cetera, et cetera. So, cetera. Uh, so July's over. You run your phone the way you want to run it. <laughs>
1: Well when the battery it is
2: August, isn't it?
1: When wow. the battery life goes on your phone, it really sucks. Oh yeah, it makes your phone so so much less fun to
2: use. Oh, the old it was 42 percent. now it's two percent ten minutes later. Then. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, yeah. so in July, the the
1: Trump White House had three White House press conferences or something and I press guess briefings, yeah, and that's not the normal number. I don't know these things. We're gonna talk to Deb Saunders, who is a White House correspondent. Uh, coming up in a little bit about that.
2: I howled about the Obama administration and the way they with, dealt with the free press and and uh, some of their practices with journalists. So I'll try to be a little even-handed. Take a look at the way the Trump administration is doing their thing. So
1: a uh, big article in the New York Times today with a lot of interesting graphs and everything. Um, like those interactive video graphs and stuff that those are fun. make my phone lock up. On uh, global warming and how we had a chance in the 70s to do something about it, but for a variety of reasons we didn't, and now it's too late, and that's what's leading to all the... And th- their picture, to draw you in, is of the car fire in Northern California, California and yeah. you know what, what looks like the apocalypse happened, which it did for those people, uh, or you if you're listening right now, and um, how much it's because of climate change. Right. How yeah. much is it because of climate change? How much is it because every so often forests burn up.
2: That's the way That's, they're go. actually designed to. Yeah. But um, so, what frustrates me about this is that there are a number of like stacked questions. Picture them one stacked on top of the other. That activists demand you you mush into one question, and the way you answer that question determines whether you're a good person or a bad person. And they screech at you. I'm probably a bad
1: person. Well,
2: (laughs) we'll just assume that moving forward. So question number one. You're the bad tipper. You're the bad date. (laughs) Bad citizen. Um, (laughs) So question number one is, is it hotter these days? And it it definitely seems to be. There are an amazing number of temperature records being set everywhere. Everywhere. Um, it's not snowing in the Midwest, et cetera, et cetera. Is it hotter these days? Then the question is, is that part of the wobbling up and down of temperatures that's happened for eternal global history? Or is this a, a significant trend, not weather change, but climate change? The whole thing is getting warmer in a steady and significant way historically. That's question number two. Question number three is, is mankind contributing to that? With our gaseous expulsions, et cetera, and are we five percent of that or ninety percent of that? Right? Yeah. That actually, that's a good that's what another layer of the what question. What
1: if it's going that direction and we're helping by fifteen
2: percent? Right. And then is that worth throwing the whole economy up in the air for? I don't know. And then the final question, not to be confused with the final countdown, the smash hair metal hit from Europe in the nineteen eighties. Hated it the first time the I heard, final heard it. Final
0: countdown.
2: How has yeah, that made a comeback? Because it's so terrible. <laughs> It's, <laughs> it's kitschy bad. I'm just afraid. Dude, listen to all that reverb on the drums. There's no reason to have that much reverb on drums. Well,
1: that dumb synthesizer riff.
2: That da-da riff ought da-da. to be out uh-huh. There should be prior restraint against that synthesizer riff. Take it out! Take it out! Anyway, so um, <laughs> <coughs> so the final question, he says, miraculously remembering his train of thought, is whether there's anything that we mankind can realistically, given the politics of the thing, do about it to change it, or should we just go ahead and admit it's going to be uh, two degrees Celsius warmer in 110 years, and we've just got to adopt to it. So buy a fan. Right, buy fewer puffy vests at FS, <laughs> SFO, as we were talking about, and buy more fans well, um, the subset of that question no no, the subset of that question is
1: can can we do anything to stop it is how much can the United States do oh. alone, or oh. how much can California or wherever you live do alone to Nothing. stop it? And in it's terms an absurdity. Of, in terms of, you know, your tax money or ruining your economy or right.
2: whatever. It's purely a gesture. It's virtue signaling. And or, you know, Jerry Brown, who, God bless him, he's in the late stages of syphilis and has <laughs> lost his mind. His belief I, is
1: that we will
2: model Unless you gave him syphilis, I don't know how you'd know that. We would model the behavior that the world would then follow. We will be the shining light, the good example. I find that to be fanciful to the point of being idiotic. But,
1: be a hell of a gesture to throw your economy up in the air to, uh, to as a gesture and hope everybody else comes along.
2: Yeah. China ain't coming along. They don't give a crap. Did you know China and India led the world in increasing their carbon emissions last year. I didn't know that. They've increased them by enormous amounts. Wh-
1: what would lead me to believe that China is going to do anything about that in the near future?
2: Idiocy. <laughs> Mental illness. The late stages of syphilis. Or Russia. Please. Please. China. That's right.
0: Yeah.
2: That's right. Mr. Pre- <laughs> there, a little China in India. Thank you. Jai ho. And right. China. that was enlightening. I'm sure I had a point. <laughs> um, so, so listen, it's very difficult to talk about climate change because nobody wants to deconstruct it into the individual questions. They just, you know, get your final answer and decide whether you're a good person or a bad person. Did we get to the fires? Yes. It's hotter now and it's contributed to the wildfires. The firefighter guys are saying, Oh my God, I've never seen this in my career. The fire season. Now it practically doesn't end. Yeah we've got an issue. How that relates to quote-unquote global warming and what ought to be done about it, you got to work through a rather long set of questions to get there. But yeah, the fire season's worse, and we ought to be finding a way to adapt to it, better warning systems. You know, it's funny. The the, uh, United States, for the umpteenth time, failed to reform our flood insurance program. Where we subsidize people building in places that are going to flood over and over and over again. And we never stop doing that. Do we stop subsidizing people building houses in places that burn all the time? That sort of policy is going to have to change. One narrative today
1: from the Trump-hating media is that he ended July with uh, just one, three White House press briefings, which I guess is an outlier. I don't know. They never hit me with what the normal number is, which you really should do if you're going to tell that story. Uh, but we're going to talk to Deb Saunders, who is a White House correspondent, coming up about that on the Armstrong and Getty Show.